welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Here we go. Hello, welcome to episode 410 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? I'm fine. I'm just wiring things up here so that I don't go dead halfway through. Getting set up. Um, yeah. yeah, apparently when the YouTube version of this, we're kind of looking at in opposite directions to each other rather than at each other side by side. So although yeah. I might have set it up so that it kind of flips between the cameras as we talk. Um, I'm trying some new stuff today. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> what's, the, what's the worst that could go wrong? Uh, this isn't episode 500 blog. Sean, you sent your blog post through with... 500 um with but we're not quite there yet it just, are we? it just feels like it's 500 <laughs> <laughs> just it must have said 409 and i read it's 499 uh yeah we've got some way to go oh yeah over a year we'll we'll get there though won't we we'll, we'll get, get there, there. Yeah. we will we'll get there i mean yeah it's there's going to be a lot of things happening between now and then in the coming year and a half but, but uh it's been a strange time on planet earth and on in the uk right now People are kind of coming out of hibernation as, as lockdown restrictions are easing quite rapidly in the UK, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's fascinating. To see. I, I like watching people's faces. You know, it's, it's like the, ooh. <laughs> well, yeah. We'll come on to that in a bit. I haven't been out. I haven't ventured outside yet. It's Tuesday as we record this. And yesterday was when shops opened and pubs outside yeah. and all that stuff. So uh, I'm, I might venture out later or tomorrow and... Uh, see what's what uh, before we do yeah a little reminder live in the present.co.uk all the show notes and links get yourself some free meditation files discount code for the live in the present book uh, if you sign up to the mailing list as well um, so go for it with that uh yeah what's what's new sean how are you doing how's uh, how's life well my as you know someone t-boned my car and it went into the doctors yesterday they they picked it up and took it off in in the car ambulance you know uh-huh. Um, and then I had to go down and pick up the courtesy car. Now I, I go down there and there's all these cars parked in the car park. And in the middle is this bright orange Corsa. And I've always hated bright orange cars. I was thinking, oh my God, they're awful. You know, why would you buy a car like that? <laughs> so they said to me, um, uh, we need you to just take this car for a couple of days and then we'll switch it for another one. And blah, 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 blah. and I'm thinking, I said, yeah, fine, fine. So they took me out in the car park and guess which one was mine? <laughs> it, was, it, it was the tangerine coloured Corsa. And it's like, oh my God. Oh, the shame, the shame. Yeah. It's not too much for your street cred, hey? <clears throat> no, no, no. It makes you look like a bit of a tart, but it, it's, um, it, it's a beast. Um it's only done 3,000 miles, this car. And when I popped it on the motorway, it made a roaring sound like a boy racer. And off it went. It didn't, nothing to do with you flooring, putting your, your right foot to the floor, I'm sure. I was just experimenting, officer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want to give a quick shout out to my gorgeous wife. We we celebrated 11, 11 years of marriage over the weekend. So it's our second anniversary since since all the restrictions have been in and, and, and so yeah we the big one last year 10 years we were we've kind of just gone into lockdown really so yeah um, yeah well yeah thanks for the thanks for the bottle of bubbly sean and marie yeah uh, yeah. yeah if you're listening better now we'll take you to paris on the train at some point in the next 
<laughs> Three or four years, hopefully, if we're allowed to, eh? Yeah, if we're allowed to. If we're yeah, allowed yeah. to. Um, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I'm conscious that we do have people listening around the world, actually, so I don't want to rub it in too much because, in fact, I've got a friend in Canada who I was chatting with online um, yesterday, and he's just gone back into some quite serious restrictions because the, 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 the cases are spiking over there. Um, and, you know, everyone's at a different level in terms of vaccinations and how they've handled it and where things are up to. So if, you, if you're listening to this, yeah, in a, in another part of the world and you're still not, not able to do anything, then, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was online to Qatar uh, first thing and, and they've gone into another total lockdown with curfews. Wow. Um, so things aren't looking good there. No, um, I mean, in the UK, we, you know, we had a very serious spike over over the winter in terms of infections and uh deaths like mass like way but we've we have brought it massively under control um and we've combined that with going heavily down the vaccine the vaccination route which at the moment is paying off nicely um but yeah in terms of it, it's fascinating from a psychological point of view which we can discuss now because yeah um we've been life's been so strange and so uh different for the last year and this winter in particular that I guess this time of year in the spring, this is when people are used to kind of venturing out more anyway. But this this year, we've got it added into the mix, the the fun and games, thanks to this virus. So how how are people coping, Sean? Well, it starts off with me actually seeing crowds of people yesterday um, <clears throat> queuing up and stuff like that. And it's the joy on people's faces. People have got this kind of woo look about them, which is quite extraordinary. It's quite lovely. Um, the... Um, uh, we talked about the the new fish shop down in um, in Haswell, no West Kirby, and yep. um, uh, they were serving great enormous platters of paella that they were uh, that were serving that were looked, looked absolutely amazing, and and just seeing people queue up for this food outside and just watching the, the, the looks on people's faces, it's quite stunning. Yeah. You know? So so we got two lots. We got we got the lot that can't wait to get out and having a good time. And the lot that like, Oof, it's too early yet, not me. Oh, kids have gone back to school. Oh, it's going to be hell and damnation, you know. Um, so we've got the two sides going at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, well, the virus, the virus will have the final say and it's going to be fascinating to keep an eye on all that stuff. But, you know, yeah, restrictions have been lifted. Let's assume that we're all going to be nice and safe and follow the rules, or mostly at least, Um I mean, like I say, like I said, this time of year is spring is when people do start to venture out anyway. So is this is this more? Can this be more of a general episode about what what we need to do in spring to kind of like reintroduce ourselves to society? Yeah, I, I, I think that that we're in the same situation we would normally be in the spring, but it's got knobbed on because we've had the COVID thing. So people have tended to be locked down for longer than they would have been in the winter anyway because people don't go out. I mean, we, we know that in the winter, um, people's vitamin D levels drop, their serotonin levels drop, people start to get more depressed, and then um, they start eating carbohydrates to get their brain to secrete serotonin, and they put on weight. You know, and we've done all that, but we've done it hugely, hugely. People have, have put it... I mean, you, you're, you're like a stick. Um, I'm, not, I'm like a stick with, with benefits. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, um, but lots, lots of people have put on average stone, two stone, you know. Mm. Um, 
the amount of people that said to me, my clothes don't fit me anymore and I have to get these old ones out of the cupboard. I, you know, I, uh, uh, I read yesterday or saw on the news, apparently the average dog, it can't be the average pet because I've got guinea pigs and I can't, I don't think they'll be put, they might put a bit on, but the average dog is put on half a stone even because they've not been getting as much exercise, which I don't know, is a bit weird really because we've been able to go for walks the whole time um, and stretch our legs. So, but you know, obviously our routines, maybe it's that little change in or drastic change in routine that is, uh, has just affected us all and dogs included. But, the, but the, the biggest problem that you get is that you get the depressive effects of winter, um, but it's been elongated. So that the levels of, of depression, um, and when people get depressed, they may not have so obvious symptoms, but very often it's like it's a lack of motivation. They suddenly feel like can't be bothered, you know, um, and that's that's really depression. Um, it's, it's the kind of the beginning of it. Um, so normally at this time of year, I'd be see pe- I'd see people that were pretty kind of down. It, 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 in a normal year, if we've had a lousy winter, by the time we get to February, I've got people queuing out the door because they're depressed. Um, this, this year has just been depression right the way through. Um, and it's still going on now. Um, so it, it's like, it's so important at this moment now that we grab this opportunity. The sun's starting to shine. You know, we need to get out and be in it. Um, and yes, we need to be socially distant. We need to be sensible and all that kind of stuff. But we need to get out of doors and go and do stuff. We need to move our bodies. We need to get the sun on our skin, you know. Um, we do, yeah. yeah. And it, well, it's kind of strange weather. It's gone a bit chilly again, well, in the northwest at least. And I think I saw I saw some photos yesterday when kind of pubs reopened, a lot of which was outdoor dining only and drinking, which is kind of a quite a cool little change that I think will benefit places that we inhabit because there'll be a bit more vibrancy in our, mm. our streets. But I think it was snowing and hail, hailing quite a bit in some places. So people were huddled underneath umbrellas, like trying to stay out of the snow as they drank the, uh, add, a, add the pint or whatever it was. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have the shaking hand because of the cold not the lack of alcohol yeah 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 uh, but there, yeah, there are a few kind of general things that we usually talk about in the show in terms of getting our mood up um and we'll, we'll start with food really because yeah food in the winter time all year round can have a not just a physical impact but a, a mental impact you know it can be something the go-to thing to kind of keep your mood up so at this time of year what what, what kind of food or what kind of diet should we be having well, we need to be steering away from the carbs. You know, people become carb heavy in the winter because carbohydrates make the brain secrete serotonin, makes it feel better. <laughs> but it is like if in the winter, um, or if over this period in COVID, however long that's been for you, you started craving more carbs like biscuits, crisps, comfort foods, you know, pastas, all that kind of stuff. It's because your system is saying to you, I'm depressed. And you're self-medicating with the carb to get the serotonin. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Um, and we need to change that round so that we are getting the hit on our brain by moving our bodies and going out in the sun rather than sat at home watching the telly and eating crisps. Yeah, that, that's the big one we've got to do. And if you are going to go to the pub out there and it's going to be outside, why don't we do the kind of thing where... Uh, even if we take the car, we park the car and then we go for a walk to the pub. 
You know, yeah. so you can have your meal and have your pint or whatever. But it, it's like try and build in the pub and the meal at the end of the, doing. It's like a reward for doing doing the work, you know. Yeah. Um, and and that, that makes it really good. Then it makes it work. It does yeah? I mean, uh, I guess this is this you know, um, plays into my stuff really. But we have a lot of people still do have time on their hands and hands in terms of they might still be furloughed or, or working a bit less than normal or yeah, they might have that time not where they're yeah. not commuting like an hour each yeah. end of the day. So they're working from home. So yeah, I mean, you can walk a long way in an hour. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know people that have started commuting on foot, you know, I, I go on about bikes all the time, but walking, you can, you can gobble up a lot of ground um, yeah. in an hour, in half an hour. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good idea to challenge yourself or just to kind of try and get in that habit of, you know, walking for half an hour and you can, you can get, you know, a couple of miles in that time easily and uh, mm-hmm. finding that yeah. pub that's two miles away or whatever it is or three or four miles away and rewarding yourself with a food and drink yeah. at the other end. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really important. Um, and, and being able to get out, it's all the things that everyone's been talking about. It's like the need to get social, the need to start to see other people to talk again. Um and it is so different when you see people face to face as opposed to on a screen. Um, and and I think that some people have lost that magic. You know, they're so used to doing the screen, and some if they're anxious about going out and doing the face to face, that can be a bit a bit tough. But the once you get out and you start doing it, it's like wow, it's incredible. You know, one of the hardest things that I think people are going to find once they start doing it is not hugging people you know it's like you know okay we do the elbow kind of thing rather than uh, actually engaging like we did and maybe it's going to take some time um before we feel normal doing that kind of stuff again yeah i mean uh yeah i was out last week doing a bit of work i met up with someone to do a little bit of filming in an outdoor location and uh you know typically when i meet someone work related we'll shake we'll shake hands you know on, on arrival and we didn't shake hands, obviously, but we didn't even think about it. And I didn't even kind of apologize for not shaking hands because I think we both were at that stage now where subconsciously we're not, we're past the point of even apologizing for not shaking hands. It was just like, yeah, we don't do it anymore. So I wonder how long um, that will take to kind of reverse, if at all, or if shaking hands will become, you know, there'll be another way of acknowledging someone. I know, in, obviously, in the Far East, maybe it might be a bit more about a little bow or something like that. Yeah. The um, the um, when when that guy crashed into me the other day, and I got out the car, and I was talking talking to his mum because his his mum was in her eighties, she was upset and whatever. Um, but I suddenly realised that all of us had stopped socially distancing because we were attending, and uh, and he and I actually did shake hands. You know, it was like okay, you know, let's go sort it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was only afterwards that I realised we'd done all that um, and I suppose the shock of the of the moment and the emergency meant that we, we weren't thinking like that we just stepped over it but it also made me realise how easy it is to forget mm. you know yeah. um, I, don't, I, I think it was um, on the last um, pod I was saying that we, we'd been sat outside a shop we were waiting for something and we watched over 20 people go into this shop without masks on, a spa. Mm. And I'm thinking, hmm, 
Is it the people now think them? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I don't go in shops that much anyway, and um, so my life hasn't changed all that much. But I, you know, I, I haven't noticed that level of um, rule breaking in terms of law breaking, not wearing mask indoors. So yeah, it'd be fascinating to. I wonder if it's certain, yeah, certain parts of rural or certain parts of the UK where it, it's mask wearing is higher or lower, and I, I wonder what the reasons are for that. It'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think some people do feel inhibited by it. Um, and there are people, obviously, that have asthma and stuff like that, and it makes it difficult. Um, I think some people feel controlled by it. Mm-hmm. You know, like someone's telling them, you must do this, and they're thinking, how comes you can tell me what I must do? Um, and they're, they're saying, no, I'm not going to wear it. It's like a point of principle. I'm not going to wear a mask. Um yeah, it's what, it's what floats your boat, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in terms of getting our energy back up as well and get coming out of hibernation, exercise is a big one. I, I, on the news yesterday, I was watching it. I was working at home, and um, there was a lady. No, it was this morning actually. Sorry, a lady on a uh, an exercise bike in a gym. Yeah. She was, she was kind of saying she was obviously the you know it's BBC, so like she'd been prepped and she was ready to go and all that. And uh, but she was saying, oh, it's great to be able to exercise again and uh <laughs> and she was in a gym on a, a bike which didn't didn't move so obviously for me i was thinking that's so weird you know why don't you just go get a bike and go for a bike ride last year what have you been doing so but uh do you think it's do you think our, our relationship with exercise has changed in the last six months 12 months in terms of how i know that a lot of people will be looking forward to getting back to the gym because that's their kind of habit or do you think do you think people will have realised that they don't need a gym to keep fit and that they can do stuff at home or you know within a? I, yeah, I think a lot of people will have realised that. I think that the other thing is, and it isn't just Peloton that you can get other bikes and other systems, yeah. um, but I think that whole kind of Peloton mindset, where you've got something in your house that you can all use, mm-hmm. and you've got a screen so you can go on screen and do it, is something that. I've heard people saying to me, well, the amount of money that I spend on the gym, if I buy the Peloton and then I um, pay the monthly thing to do that, then it's it's not any different. And I'm at home doing it, you know. Mm. Um, and for the same, um, the same fee, the whole family can use it kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, there are, you know, I don't want to wash over it too easily because there are social benefits to going to a gym and being a part of that kind of scene and, you know, there's obviously um, group sessions you can do with your mates and all that, which is that, you know, I wouldn't want to replace that at home, you know, because yeah. I know Peloton is trying to because you, you have a big screen in front of you, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You're getting G'd on by some trainer and people around the world, which is, mm. yeah, again, in- interesting. But, yeah, I mean, there is, a, there is a social side to exercise as well, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Um, when you see people running, the amount of people that run in uh, in pairs and and they are um, having a good talk as they're as they're trotting along, you know, yeah, um, is it, quite common, isn't it? I, I actually found that um, I'm a bit of a lone runner, really, because when you run with someone who talks to you, they kind of distract you from what you're doing. It's like I ended up having to not use music when I'm running because it, it just gets in the way. It's easier just to to go and do it and be with it you know to focus but 
I mean, for those people listening, maybe who haven't been getting any exercise either because the gym's closed or just because they don't anyway, um, now's the time to get out and stretch your legs one way or another and, yeah, do some do yeah. some physical physical work, get your heart rate up, eh? Yeah, and I, I think that the whole idea of 10,000 or 15,000 steps a day uh, it is a good reality to work for. Um, and it does make a huge difference. And there, there is a difference between strolling um, at your 10,000 steps or kind of doing it meaningfully. You don't have to do it like it's a route march, like i got to get it done. Yep. You know, but it is, it is good to kind of get your heart rate up. That's the key. It's um, very good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, we, we got for family bike rides quite a bit, you know, just to get places. And um, Beth and my wife was a bit annoyed because we, we, we cycled like three or four miles um, a couple of weeks ago, just kind of running a few errands and stuff with, with the kids. Yeah. And she was, she was gutted because she got back home and then checked her stats on her watch or whatever it was. And uh, she had like 11 minutes of exercise because <laughs> when you're riding at the pace of a six-year-old, um, you know, you're not, you're not getting any exercise in terms of actually getting your heart rate up higher than normal. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are, so, go on, sorry. I was going to say, so does that mean that she's got to go out and do stuff on her own as well? Too? Well, yeah, ideally. Yeah. I mean, she goes for walks now after, after work when she gets back from school and yeah, goes for a proper walk and then like really get, gets going and uh, yeah, it does make a difference. But there are other, there are other benefits to getting out walking or riding beyond the exercise and it's kind of just kind of just exploring the streets near you and see you never know you might kind of bump into or wave to or what you might well, learn one, one of the things that we found is in going for walks and, and we did it the other day the weekend was like we're walking in places that we didn't even know existed yeah you know and being able to enjoy parts of Wirral um and and see it's like wow i never knew this was here you know? yeah um and it, that's been a real treat, a real joy to discover where we are. Yeah, I know. Well, we just found one at the weekend, courtesy of the in-laws. There's a there's a footpath um, just off the Wirral Way near near Hadlow Station in Williston, um, and it takes you across cross country through a farmyard actually, and then it kind of pops you out near Gordale, you know, the garden centre there. Yeah, well. So, uh, but you wouldn't, there, you know, there's proper little metal gates, and it's there's little signposts, but. Uh, wouldn't even you had no idea it was there and it's just a beautiful takes you past some gorgeous houses and this little farmyard where there's some alpacas where you can say hello to them and all that <laughs> well uh, yeah you know you don't learn these things do you normally by when when we're whizzing around kind of getting getting stuff done getting to see people and getting to work mm. and all that. so mm. I, I think that the other thing at the moment is when you're out now and you're seeing uh, the, the trees come into leaf and into bud and the rich colours of the green mm. and you've got all the insects starting to come up and the birds are nesting and you know and there's a lot going out there on, on there in nature when you're out there observing it uh, and not least of all the smells one of the things I'm always aware of when I'm on a bike um, uh, I didn't know it's on my motorbike as well but when you're in a car all you smell is the car when you're outside in the air, you smell what's going on around you. Someone's cutting the grass, you can smell mm. it. Someone's got a bonfire over there, you can smell it. You know, but you can smell the trees, and it's it's really fascinating when you get out there and you do it. It's lovely. 
Mm. Talk about living in the present. Yeah, it's one of the. It's yeah. Mm. You're right. My, my lad, my eldest was. Uh, uh, he snipped the some cut grass a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, "Oh, mm. that's that smells brilliant, Dad. It means spring and summer's on the way. I love it." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, isn't it? Is yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I go for a walk sometimes <laughs> when I have to do uh, headphone sessions that are like phone rather than video. Yep. I'll actually go for a walk while I'm doing it. Um, and I go down the bottom of, of Garden Hay Road and across the fields. And there, there's a guy there that, that plants broad beans. And as I walk around the field, a few of them slip into my pocket and into my mouth. And, and they're really nice, fresh broad beans straight off the... Oh, gorgeous. Love it. <laughs> um, have you got people uh, that are kind of ready to book holidays and kind of itching to get, get away from it all? yeah yeah and and it's it's the real problem at the moment because you've got uh, the pundits on the tv saying do not book a holiday for this summer you know we do not know yet and and we don't know because of, of things like france is spiking up spain spiking up we even have um although they're not shouting about it too much we've got some areas of the uk where the south african variant is starting to spike up yep. you know um so we don't know we don't know. We don't know. And, and the, the likelihood is that we most probably going to go for a staycation this year and stay in the UK or even stay at home. Mm. Well, yes, you know, we, we've been having, you and I both actually been having proper, proper holiday. I, I saw an advert on, on on YouTube the other day and it was like, it was saying, treat yourself to a proper holiday. And the idea being that you have to get on a plane to have a proper holiday. Whereas, you know, that kind of offends me because I've been having proper holidays in the UK since I was a kid. And, you know, we yeah, yeah. We're itching to get up to Northumberland as we always do, and uh, yes. I do want to. I do want to explore further afield at some point soon. But you can have amazing proper holidays in the UK, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and the UK is a beautiful place. When you, I mean, from the the wild bits in Scotland and Ireland, right the way through to and in Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland is like Devon, and bits of it's really kind of rich. You know, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, I mean Devon and Cornwall, because I, I spent a lot of time down there over the years. Lovely, lovely places to be. You know, yeah. being up on Dartmoor and you know. Yeah, I never really explored down there, but I do remember I got off a train many years ago in Brighton, having got boarded it in well, I don't know Liverpool, I assume. Yeah. Um, and it was like getting off into the south of France. The heat hit me when I got off the train. I just remember thinking, it is actually a lot warmer down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, when when I lived on the Isle of Wight, but I worked in North Wales, which sounds mad. Um, but when I was going back at the end of each week, I was having to take the layers off as I was going down. It could be like seven degree difference sometimes. Um, it's uh, it, it's quite bizarre, but it it, it is. Um, I mean, in, in Tall Bay particularly, um, they got palm trees growing down there, or that kind of stuff. And on the Isle of Wight, I was growing grapes and passion fruit and stuff like that. Had a lemon tree, you know, which fruited and lemons. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, the blog post talks about making love, so I'm, I'm interested to see whether there's going to be a baby boom, like well, starting now-ish, or whether one has already started since we've all been locked away. Um, no, no, no. It, it's the reverse. What, what tends to happen is that if it's a bad winter because people are stuck at home, then mm. then we get a baby boom because conceptions go up. Yeah. Um, What's happened in lockdown is 
um, I think people have got quite stressed with each other apart from anything else. And the levels of conception has gone down. We reckon that it's um, it, it can be um, really, really down. It, in a bad winter, the, the stats show that you get get a spike of about eighteen percent. But we're way, way down. You know, and they reckon in the US that this winter they've had the lowest level of, of conceptions for over a hundred years. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> and that, that, that's the COVID effect. You know, that is fascinating, uh, isn't it? Because yeah, I mean, yeah. I would have thought thought the reverse. So is this is that just to do with like general energy levels in terms of how we're, we're feeling about each other and ourselves? I I think that that a, a very large percentage of our population have actually been uh, been depressed. I think we've had depression. It may not be that kind of overt clinical depression. You know, we, we all need to go and get happy pills. But I think generally people have just gone. Meh. And and it, it I, I guess it's hard to feel kind of attracted to someone who sat there going, mm. Mm. you know. And if you're both sat there like it, you know, then it's like you need to go to bed, you? <laughs> you know. And so <laughs> it's it's not very kind of woo, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's see, man. Now's the, now's the time, I guess. I mean, I, the blog also talks about speeding up, and it's interesting because a lot of our talk on this show and self help stuff in general is about slowing down you know meditating and getting your heart rate lower and chilling out a little bit and not you know trying to push back against like the frantic nature of like civilization but now are we are we saying now is a good time actually maybe to speed get up going. get going but, but the thing is that, that there's a key in that you can speed up and calm down at the same time yeah um what's happening at the moment is people have got the i can't be asked kind of feeling and it's like it takes willpower to get out of the chair and go out the door. And it's like when you come back from the walk, most people go, oh, I'm really glad I did that. That was good. You know, when, when I left to do it, I didn't really want to do it. But I thought, well, coming back, I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's getting that willpower bit going so that we start to speed up and do all those things. One of the other things is the amount of people that are out at the moment painting, mending, doing all kinds of stuff. And it's like, how many lists of jobs have we got, things that need to be done in and around the house, the garden, whatever. Um, and it's like, okay, the winter is over. You know, it's been a bit frosty for a few nights. Okay, it's changing, it's moving. You know, let, let's grab what we've got and get on with it. You know, it's important. It is. So, do you think people are ready then? Do you think it's going to be a we're going to be have a, a wild and wicked month or two? Um, yeah, I, d I think that once we know that the, that the sun is here and it's and it's it's got us, then I think we'll be out in it, you know, um, and being out in the garden. You you can't overestimate the power of vitamin D, and the most powerful source of vitamin D is get it on your skin, get the sun on your skin, get it working. Yeah, and it, if you are um, really low in vitamin D and you need to take things like supplements, okay, you've got to take supplements. But if you do things like you get bog-standard mushrooms from the supermarket and you just line them up on the windowsill, they will absorb sunlight like a sponge and they absorb all the vitamin D and, uh, and then you can eat the vitamin D from the mushroom. There's all kinds of things you can do like that to get your D up. Nice. Um, and and it's it's weird because in the kind of Ayurvedic world, things like vitamin D, which is actually seen as a hormone, not a vitamin in that system, um, uh, 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 
this has been known for thousands of years. And it's like in the West, we're only really just getting our head around the importance of vitamin D. Mm. Um, because a lack of vitamin D is a precursor to, precursor to so many disease situations, you know. It's uh, crazy. But it's like we need to get up, get out. We need to lose the weight we've put on. You know, if, if you put on a stone or two, you can lose three pounds a week. Just get out and go and move. Do it. Get rid of it. Yep. You know, so by, by the time we get to next winter, we get to next winter and we're actually healthy and we're up and at it. Because if we don't and we go, right through this wind this summer what are we going to be like when we get to next winter you know mm. and it's like it goes down you know we need to be getting up it's party 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 time i know? agree definitely and you can get it all all these things in one go can't you if you if you're walking somewhere you're outside in the sun so you're getting you're getting your exercise you're getting your vitamin d you're reconnecting with people around you and then you can go sit in a restaurant outside in the, in the car yeah. park or or where, yep. where it's, but then you can yeah, yeah. Get, get some good food in you as well and uh, walk, walk, walk or cycle back and get a little more exercise. And I was talking to someone um, and they were saying, 